Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we were the only two niggas that decided not to go to Jazz uh, Jocelyn's Cabaret. Thank God, but now we won't get in on the lawsuit because they're going to win 25 mil. Who knows what the fuck's going on? These niggas getting their ass whooped on reality TV. Go figure. Welcome back to another episode of the Government Podcast. We are your checks and balances and social commentary. Two halves that make one whole, which is a complete asshole. Checks and balances, man. Checks and balances. My name is Cole Jackson. My name is Shogun. What's happening? <laughs> we are back for another wonderful... That ain't our opening. We're back for another episode. How you guys doing? Shogun has made it back this week. How you doing, Shogun? Doing pretty good, man. Ready to get into it. How was your week last week, man? You had a, a gala. You went to a whole gala last week. Yeah, I mean, it's been like two weeks out. I mean, it's uh, been a lot that's going on. Uh, the gala was cool. Uh, of course, people saw I posted pictures on my social media, so they know. I got a lot of a lot of folks joking, like, dang, bro, you was holding that girl tight. Let her breathe. And I was like, I, I mean... No matter what you do, people going to say something about it, judge you, and, and say. But I had a great time. I learned that my girlfriend is extremely popular. She's a boss. And I had to sit there and just be like, yo, I'm out of my element. But she got everything under control. So it was, it was a very dope event. You know, it was, uh, man, I forgot the actual name of the event. Mm-hmm. But it was about bunch of motivated black women coming together. It's like a hundred black women, something like that. I, I feel yeah. bad that I don't know it right off the cuff. Sorry. But these ladies is like a, it's a it's a social networking group of motivated women who have everything like going for it. They got the plan. They 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 making the change that they want to see in this world. And it was so dope. Like there was a senator's wife in that room. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of like it was just a upwardly mobile people connecting together and showing that you know they uh they support each other and wanted to you know hand out some awards and recognize other people's hard work yeah. so it's very dope seeing a bunch of inspired motivated and moving people all together you know it's nice to see the contrast to what the news show mm-hmm. of just black people shooting and killing each other but these people are actually putting stuff putting a plan together mm-hmm. and you know enacting something positive and yeah, that's dope so it's dope I'm, Amazon came through. That's yeah. what I was about to say. I'm glad Amazon came through for you because you was on the, on the 11th hour with that. Well, I mean, the suit fit, but not really. 
like the the jacket that came with the suit my shoulders is big i don't know people i'm a big dude so when i tried to put this uh put the jacket on it's slim fit slim cut so it really didn't i I had to struggle to put my shoulders in there and when i finally got it my arms was flooding like if i had some jewelry on i could show off my jewelry perfectly but uh the jacket didn't work, so I had to use my old one of my another suit jacket that I had. But luckily, it was the same black color, mm-hmm. so that was dope. I mean, I was able to fit everything else. The pants fit good. The uh, the the blazer or what is that called? The vest that came with it that fit nice. I mean, as far as the quality of it, it 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 actually met my expectations and a little bit higher because I was thinking it was gonna be one of them Japanese bang bang cheap suits. You know what I mean? Like well, when you held up the bag when you when you sent it to me through message, I was like, "Ooh, yeah, it ain't, it ain't looking good." When you get your clothes in the bag, like Sheen, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen ladies order stuff off the internet. Mm-hmm. It it don't come in like a nice box. They just throw that junk in the bag, and then it just it shows up. Right. It, it looked real fashion nova ish. <laughs> but but uh, now I got it. They did screw me on a little bit. I bought a brooch for my suit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what the suit brooch is, but it's like a little chain that hangs off the lapel or, you know, the front of your jacket to like the pocket of the jacket. Right. I ordered one of those and it didn't come in time. So I had to just you ordered do it at the same I... time? No, I didn't. I, I ordered like a day later, did the two day shipping and it was supposed to be here the day of yeah. and it never showed up. So, but cool thing is Amazon gave me a refund for it. So I was like, but... It was cool though, man. I I met her friends. Her friends was uh, well, some of her friends. They was like, okay, we finally get to put a face to the, you know, the stories and the names. Like, I I think I got a good rapport so far. I mean, I was doing the boyfriend thing. Like, oh yeah, I know you. You know, I've heard about you. And I, me and one of the other guys that was there, we we sat there and you know just started talking and shooting the shit. But it's cool, you know. This is like the most grown up thing I've ever had to attend. And it was all positive. What was the food like? I gotta ask. Uh, they had some pretty decent food. Like it was a, uh, it was buffet style serve. You know, everything's still COVID, so we were instructed to wear our mask, and nobody wore a mask. <laughs> so, except for the help. I don't know if you've ever been out, but it just seems like the help is always the people who wear a mask and whatnot. Yeah. But. Uh, no, nah, the food was good. They had like, they had like salmon, chicken, and uh, maybe some kind of pork thing. I didn't really eat a lot because I was like, it's a buffet style. I want to make sure everybody else can, you know, got their food. And then also, I didn't want nobody to judge me. Like, damn, look at that boy. His plate heavy. But the it was free. cool. That's what they bought it for. They bought it for you to eat. I mean, it was free. They get, I, I, well, the food was free. I had to pay for the drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in there mixing up the drinks. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was cool, man. I, I have nothing negative to say about any other situation. I thought it was dope, man. I seen the pictures online. I was like, all right, nigga, go ahead, brother. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. She was killed. I wish, like, going back to the photos, she had some very nice shoes that she was wearing. I wish mm-hmm. that, that we didn't really take no like shoe pictures, but the shoes she had on, they was they was fire to me. But I don't know. I think I think we look pretty good, but you know, that's me. I'm biased. Well, I did too. I was just like, look at these look at these strong black folks out here at the, at the gala <laughs> doing that. I was just happy the suit fit, bro, because we was we both had yeah, yeah, yeah. about the suit, bro. Like the suit was. The- hey, I was gonna wear it regardless if it fit or not. Hey, you gotta get how you live. 
I know how to stylize some shit. I told y'all I rolled them sleeves up. <laughs> I have a whole suit jacket on with my sleeves rolled up. What's up? <laughs> well, that's good, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. ain't got no shame. So let me tell you about another situation I had. What's up? One of my homies hit me up talking about, hey, I need you. I said, well, what's up? She's like, yo, my weed man is gone. And I got a new weed man that I'm finna go visit. And I need somebody to roll with me. Will you roll with me to go check out this new weed man? You know what I said? I'm like, shit, I ain't doing nothing else. Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> she was like, you know what? I need a big guy. You kind of big. I was like, do I need to bring the thing with me? <laughs> it was like, no, nah, I don't think we're going to need it. And I was like, how well do you know this new weed man? Like, how, how, how does this work? You know, I ain't never went and bought some weed from an unknown person. Yeah. So I'm like, how does this work? Do y'all do like a certain location? It's like, are you the person? Yeah, I'm the person. You got the stuff? Yeah, I got the stuff. And then you exchange hands or whatever. I mean, I'm sitting there like, all right, so let's roll. Right. So we go downtown, five points, south side. <laughs> we down there. She's like, this place looks kind of sketchy. And I'm like, yeah, it is kind of sketchy. We riding around. She's like, I, this is the address. This is where he told me to be. But they ain't give, give her the actual address. So she calls the weed man. The weed man's like, yeah, just come down this alleyway. I'll be right here standing outside. I'm like, yeah. Okay, this is how it always starts. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I'm like, how do you know this person? How, how, how well do you know this weed guy? She's like, well, this guy is a friend of my boyfriend, so he supplies him, and so we should be good. And I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-mm. So we go down the alleyway. She parked the car. I'm in the van. I'm in the car just looking at my phone and stuff, looking around, you know, getting situational awareness to make sure nobody run up on me mm-hmm. and rob me. But I'm watching her, too, just to make sure. I was like, you want me to get out? She's like, nah, 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 you can stay in the car. I'll call you if I need you. I'm like, cool. So I'm in there scrolling on Twitter, Instagram. I'm sitting there like, all right, man, it's been about 10 minutes. All right, cool. 15 minutes. I'm like, nigga, where the hell? <laughs> I look around. I don't see nobody. Right. And all of a sudden, I get a text. The text said, I'm good. I'm like, all right, cool. Another 10, 15 minutes pass. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm about to get out and start looking. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> he come back to the car. She was like laughing and giggling. And she's like, look at how much he gave me. Look at this. And it was like this gigantic like bag full of weed. And she was like, my last weed man would never sell me this much stuff. I'm like, yeah, I guess that do it. So <laughs> you get in the car. She's like, yeah, he was telling me about his cat and how they moved and how they get this supply from like Philadelphia. And they vacuum seal it. It's like one of these things that they get out of the industry. I'm like, yo, yo, I don't want to know nothing. Right. You didn't know none of this. You don't want to be incriminated. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, the dude is sitting there telling her about his cat, telling her where it comes from, the grow house, the, the strands, and how they get. They got a whole supply chain going out of Philadelphia. I'm like, what is he doing? This guy, I guess he's a great weed man because he's very personable. <laughs> yeah. They were in there just having a good ass time. He was like, yeah, everybody buys from you me. Work, you know, teachers, doctors, everybody. You were retail before. You know how, how you got to sell it. You got to get that GPG. Well, I mean, weed sells itself, man. Is it good? Does it have sticks and stems? Like, how? What else do I need? <laughs> so, I'm sitting there just laughing. Like, my life is so comical. Like, I don't even have to make this stuff up. 
Like Red had called me while we while we was on the route, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a mission. <laughs> we checking out this new weed, man." <laughs> Red was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yeah, my friend has severe anxiety. She uh she needs some weed." And she was like, "Weed ain't gonna help your anxiety." And I was like, "Yeah, I know, but what I what am I supposed to say? This right. weed head, right?" So, but I thought that was kind of funny, man. Just. I never had somebody ask me, yo, man, can you help me check out this new weed, man? <laughs> Make so, sure he legit. Yeah, yeah they, man. They need you there to test the, test the product, too. No, I didn't touch it. I, I, I didn't smoke like, no weed, no, no, no. I was like, no. That, that I know, man. Not that I wouldn't. I just didn't. That was her. She was, she needed it. But, oh, my God. Now, that was the two biggest things that happened to my week. Like, I mean, well. We tried to go see the, the football game. I guess we can lead into your week, but oh yeah, yeah, man. Um, I guess I'll start in reverse. We went. We tried to go. We tried to go see the Stallions play their first USFL game, and it was exciting. Like yes, and then we got there, and it was just like the parking was horrible. Um, the lines were crazy, and you know it just got to a point where it's just like let's just try again another time. Um, uh, because I had got some free tickets to go. And, you know, we just couldn't get the parking together and find a place for everybody to be able to park and kind of meet up and everything like that. So we ended up just kind of saying, hey, forget it. Let's just go get some food. We went to Black Market. The food wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. But we still still got out there, man. I, I, I Personally, I just thought that the way I think is Birmingham don't never support nothing. So I just thought it was going to be easy for us to get into the game because people rarely go to – like the squadron, people really went to that. You know what I'm saying? How wrong were we? Yeah, yeah. I thought, my timeline was at the game. Oh, for real? Mm, I saw a lot of people. Like after we left, I was like, man, I wish we went and went ahead and saw that game because I watched it on YouTube on Easter with my mm. parents. So, but uh, the game was good. Like it, it got close. Yeah. You know, Birmingham won, of course. Yeah. Italian. Came out with the win, man. So. Then I um, found out that like all the games, all the US, USL USFL games are gonna be playing in Birmingham, so yep. we'll have an opportunity to go to another one, even if it ain't Birmingham. But yep. I think I'll be able to get some more free tickets. But it was it was cool. Um, but everybody came out. It was just a clusterfuck of of things going on that day, and then it was kind of raining. But as soon as we yeah, that was the worst part, the rain because. I want like people were parking under the bridge and that was cool. Like I didn't I didn't mind doing that. I just didn't want my car to get stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, that soggy grass, I know it would just sink. Yeah. I mean, people you know how it is, man. When it when it comes to like big time games in Birmingham, people gonna find a way to just park somewhere. So it was cool. Um, you know, like I said, I don't think this is the last time I'll be able to get tickets. Yeah, next time we'll just have to go like super fucking early and be there earlier than than normal to be able because the gates the gates was the line for the gates was like like down the block. So damn, I like it though. I I mean, I watched the game like on YouTube and it looks like ESPN footage. You know, like they got the camera systems on drones. Mm -hmm. They with the the lines and the nets, and they actually flying actual drones out there on the field. Stuff is pretty nice, like you know the rules are not too much different from the NFL. Mm-mm. But uh, and those I, games I, are um actually televised on Fox and NBC, so um, that's why they it looks so good. Mm-hmm. 
So I was, I was, I was happy. I was like, each one of the quarters, I think, is only fifteen minutes. Probably so. I didn't even get to watch the game. Yeah. Oh man, it it was good though. It's uh, it seems like more streamlined football. Yeah, it's spring. I mean, it's spring football, so it makes sense. But yeah, that was that was it was an interesting night, man. Kicked it on the south side for a minute. Went over to Insomniac Cookies and they couldn't <laughs> the line wouldn't go down. So that was some some some, some shit. What else happened to me last week? I, I was outside last week a lot, man. I ended up going to a show over at the Tin Roof to see um a couple artists from Birmingham perform. I went to Smash Brothers fifth anniversary on a Friday night. Um that was dope as hell. Um, linked up with some people. Seeing it was cool to see a lot of people from the music scene kind of come out in Birmingham. Can't see a lot of them in a while. I think everybody's anybody, about to, anybody I know. Nah, um, I think the music scene is gonna be so good this coming up. Hopefully, hopefully, um, when the summer hits, man, we're gonna get a lot more shows and stuff like that. So it was good. It was good to see a lot of people out there in the scene, man. It was. It was a. It was a good it was a good situation. Linked up with a lot of people. Connect with some new artists and stuff like that too. So it was it was it was fire, man. I had a great time. I was off all week last week too, so I had vacation. So it was it was cool, man. I I was gearing up for the weekend because I was like, yeah, Thursday I'm gonna have somewhere to go, Friday then, Saturday. Like it was it was all good. So and then Easter, Easter hit, and <laughs> you know how that goes. So we was, you do something for Easter? I just chill, man. I chill. I I went to I went to sleep on the couch. I didn't I didn't record. We're recording this on a Monday night. I didn't I couldn't record Sunday night because I went to sleep on the couch and I didn't have a pillow. So my neck was uh-huh. yeah, my neck was like fucked up. I was like, damn, I'll never do that shit again. So I was like, I couldn't my shit was stiff as fuck. So feels good now though. I can move that bit. But yeah, that's always good. You're not like Michael Keaton, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, man. So it was all good, man. It was it was a it was a cool week. I can't complain. Anything else happened to me? Last? Nothing really. Worked out all last week. That was it. I wish. I kind of wish that we had more restaurants that were like better than what we went to. Yesterday. I don't know what it was. I thought Black Market would be good because they got a lot of good shit, but. They food quality was kind of kind of lame and terrible. So you remember when we all went out to Kerrigan's, that place that has like the large wooden tables and the upstairs, downstairs. Mm-hmm. Kerrigan's is a really dope place. I went back there. Uh, well, there's there's several locations here in the city. Mm-hmm. I went to one of the other locations downtown, and man, the food is amazing. Yeah. Like if we ever go out again, that that's where we need to go. Word, word. Yeah, yeah man. I ain't really have nothing else. I wanted. Did you file your tax? Today's tax day. Did you file your yeah, taxes? Me too. I did, and I cheated. Did as much as I could. Did I wrote you? off as much as I could. Wrote off my uh, my registration for a vehicle. Throwed in like some donations. <laughs> I throwed in some uh, some charitable contributions, as they say. Mm-hmm. I throwed in like some expenses that I did for my my business. Mm-hmm. Look at you. <laughs> So I, I got all the four hundred dollars coming back. <laughs> four. <laughs> so here's my tax experience in all a right. nutshell. Did everything I was supposed to do. Filed my stuff. I owed it federal. I owe federal a dollar. 
<laughs> so what they gonna do with a dollar, nigga? They gonna get this. I said, what? I said, so I do all of this, and it's just yeah. like you are a dollar to the federal. To the, the, the coldest of Pepsi. <laughs> I said I can't win for losing. <laughs> Hey man, we gotta support the Ukraine. We just gave them what billions, trillions of dollars. Let's do it. Yeah, they gonna take my measly dog with them. I was so surprised. baby. I'm sitting here just like, let me do this again. I'm gonna go through my taxes again. It's like you I, to take the numbers and make sure the math is right. Nigga. I can't break even. <laughs> like I can't just give me zero dog. I gotta give y'all niggas a dollar. You That's know what's funny. even worse? You probably got money back from the state. And so, <laughs> you got to pay the state? Uh, uh-uh. I think I, I get something back for the state, but I was so disgusted by this dollar that I had to pay to the federal. I was just like, man, you know what? Yeah. How could you? How could you do this to me? Man, the concept of taxes is so retarded. Like, it's not... I, I love how people... I'm, I say this all the time. I love how people are like, man, I got money back. I got money back. Dog, you're not getting money back. You're just getting your change. You overpaid the government. You don't want to get money back. You want to break even. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, some people can work the system and get it to work in their favor. But it means you're overpaying in taxes and they're giving you back your remainder. So if you get this huge refund, that either means you're cheating or you're paying too much in taxes. Right. Oh, Nation, I'm I'm gonna pull one of your situations. I'm gonna just be like, pull put all this stuff, these charitable donations and stuff like that. Maybe I can get like. Twenty dollars. There is a limit. Like I only did like three hundred dollars for that. I'm, I think you could finagle around ten thousand dollars in all, where they won't really look at you. But I, I, I kept it kind of low, around three hundred to five hundred for some things, and I got a little, a little, a little sprinkle some extras. Yeah, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you, bro. Do I mean, that's do. what taxes are. I mean, there's loopholes. Like everybody uses loopholes. Why don't we? So because I don't know. You know <laughs> That's what I'm saying. From here on out, I'm learning ways to to like screw my taxes. Hey, get it how you live, man. This is uh, this and it's is, all legal. I'm not doing anything illegal. Yeah, all money is legal. I bet you don't know where that's from. Uh, Mixtapes. Nope. No, where's it from? That was a rapper's name. Her name all was her name was Emil. On Rockefeller. Why are you saying what was? Because she ain't no rapper no more. She had like one hit. She was on Rockefeller though. Emil. I remember the name Emil. I don't remember what she did. She was on uh, Can I Get a What What? She did a verse on that. Oh, song. yeah. That one, yeah. Yeah, her name meant all money is legal. That's pretty. That's pretty. Emil. Yep. Yeah. That was dope. Speaking of Emil, real quick. How you feel about Elon Musk saying, I'm going to buy Twitter. I got $46 billion in cash, nigga. Come on. Come so, through. Holler I, at me. I had that as one of my rundown stories. I'm glad we're going to go ahead and get it out of the way because I don't even think it's that big of a story. I don't have a problem with Elon Musk putting a bid out there to buy Twitter. Mm-hmm. $43 billion. He's, he's vastly overpaying for that service. But... The goal that everybody's saying is like, Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter and he's talking about free speech and he's going to allow Trump to come back and everything's going to go to shit. Going to hell. We're going to hell in a handbasket. (laughs) Because Elon Musk wants to buy a social media company. 
the fuck is wrong with y'all? Again, this is my gripe and my this is my whole conversation. Period. I asked, "Where's the line? Where is the line here?" For my whole entire life, the left has been the party of free speech, has been the party of equality, has been the party of please be different than the government. We don't want government control. We need freedom. We want free speech. We want equality. Let us do our thing. And now with this topic, Elon Musk is like, yeah, you guys, how y'all feel about free speech? And vote vote wisely because the ramifications of your vote is going to really change. And he was alluding that he was thinking about buying Twitter. He put up a poll on Twitter. And the first day it came out, he bought 9% of the company or 9% stock ownership of the company. Yeah. And so people are like, he, he's trying to get on the board and he's so radical. He's going to change everything. Well, and then, well, here's the thing. They was talking about him joining the board. It came back, and then he was just like, nah. At first, they was going to announce, like, he's going to he join the board. Sit on and, the board. And then he was like, you know, fuck the board. Why don't I just own this shit? Well, the issue with the board was he couldn't criticize Twitter because of the stock price. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the rules. They don't want you to badmouth the company because you're going to tank the value of it by doing that. Twitter, and Elon's like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be under control of somebody. My issue with this whole thing is, I don't care. We live in a capitalistic society. Rich people buy shit all the time. Mm-hmm. If you got a problem with Elon Musk buying Twitter, you should have a problem with Disney owning so many damn properties. Right. I don't see anybody saying nothing about Disney. The issue I have here is, why is free speech the issue? Like, why does the other side of the coin, which is the left-leaning people who are so against Elon Musk owning Twitter... Why don't they want free speech? Yeah, I didn't really understand. I didn't really understand that either. And I didn't understand that the people who own Twitter trying to block the the purchase too. Like, they was like, nah, we want to keep it. And he's just like, I'm giving you $60 a share, my dude. I'm, I got $46 billion in cash. He's paying way too much for this. Company. I'm like, I'm giving this to you. I'm Go ahead and, and sell. And they're just like, nah. So I don't know. I think it's I think there's a whole lot more to it than just I I I'm, I kind of agree with what you're coming from. I think the whole freedom of speech thing has got people kind of shook and and why don't we want freedom of speech? I don't know. I I I really don't know. Like I I have this this is a strange <laughs> this is a really strange situation and I'm just like why can't he just, if he buys it, why not do what he wants to do with it? You know what I'm saying? Like, if he wants to open it up and put Trump back on there and all of this I other stuff. I think Trump is in a situation. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, that's no, cool. I'm tired of people throwing out Trump like, oh, my God, Trump is such a fucking diabolical badass. He's going to destroy the world if we even see tweets by this guy. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> the whole news industry ate Ate really good while Trump was in office. They fucking reported about this dude twenty four seven. Ain't got shit else to talk about other than Trump. Every story when they can't get it, no kind of traction. They link it to Trump. Oh shit! Now it's got traction. Mm-hmm. I'm. I don't. What are y'all doing? Like this is all about control. 
they want to control the conversation. You know, when they do the fact checking, we you can't tweet about this because the fact checkers deem that this is irrational and unfact and it's harmful to people to look at these tweets. So the fact checking has been turned into a censorship machine or tool. Like we couldn't talk about COVID fully on Twitter because the fact checkers would say, well, this is false information and it could be deemed harmful to people. We we, we probably shouldn't let you share this because this is a bad story. Mm-hmm. You couldn't talk about Joe Biden slash Hunter Biden in the emails and, you know, all the money that was going on because the fact checkers were saying that this story isn't legit and this is a Russia propaganda story and this is helping Trump win the presidency. Mm-hmm. Months later, it turns out there was a legit story. Motherfuckers were censoring the shit and didn't want it to be spread on the internet. Because they didn't want to hurt the presidency or the campaign of, of Joe Biden. That sounds like a conspiracy, but hey, it looks like it's the truth mm. when you start looking at who's involved. The 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 uh the rushing war right now. You can't you can't tweet about certain things because the fact checkers are saying that you're carrying water for Putin. You're having aid for the Russians because this isn't the official story. The Ukrainians are they're peaceful, loving people. No, never mind them shooting people in the street. We have a problem here with quality information. I love fact checkers, but who facts checks the fact checkers? Hmm. If you can't, we, we've built a society around echo chambers where we only want like ideals and if anybody dares to say something that's different from how you feel Mm. let alone if it's true or factional but if it's different from how you feel now that can be deemed as harmful material and you should be stricken from the internet (laughs) look at alex jones look at milo look at anybody who says something crazy Mm. I don't think this is a problem that Elon Musk wants to have a fair conversation on the internet. Now, who's the one to decide what fair is? That's you. Twitter is a fucking choice. You don't have to go to Twitter. You can choose to log into this site or you can choose to go away from this site. Yeah. If he buys it, leave. Yeah, you can leave it alone and go to the metaverse and do that. Nigga, go back to MySpace. Start a blog. Start a YouTube. Do something different. <laughs> my MySpace is still up, up and jumping. <laughs> I'm still Tom needs friends, my nigga. Y'all abandoned your friends. He was your first. Yeah, your Tom. One. If anybody should be mad, Tom should be mad. Nah, nigga, you didn't innovate. You <laughs> tried to go SoundCloud rap. Yeah, but didn't work. but still, Tom still was what? my Tom was my first friend, and that <laughs> he was he was your day one, and you abandoned. You went to Facebook. Yeah, I, yeah, I ain't, I ain't no good. You chose a bluebird over your homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> over Tom. Tom over there crying. He's like, what did that go Tom, wrong? Look at y'all still in the same pose, man. It was good times. Tom, like, Tom was like, I'm giving you your top five. Your top eight. Yeah. <laughs> your first piece of digital pussy came from me, nigga. From me. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? Y'all gonna leave me for Jack Dorsey? Yeah. Tom, you don't even know my last name. Right. As soon as you join, he go. He, I'm your first message. Don't nobody yeah, else on other social media do that. Yeah, don't nobody. You got one follower. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about man. At least I had eight people that was there liking your shit. Yeah, your you top had eight. Background. <laughs> Fuck out of here with this Twitter. I shit. miss you, Tom. 
They only give you, what is it, 100, 500 characters or whatever? I don't know. I love you, Tom. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad that I did Tom like that. Tom was a good so, guy. I know people are going to say, well, Shogun, it's not fair to have these conversations on here. What about the Me Too and the harmful information? What about it? If it's free speech, which I think that's a bunch of bullshit, too, that, that uh, Elon Musk is, is hiding behind. Because how are you going to have free speech when you're revenue is generated by ad space mm. you can't be free freedom loving free speech company if you're sitting there saying toyota the most trusted being on your car out there like eventually you're gonna have to curl the 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 conversation to where it's acceptable to your ad guys the people right. who are paying for these ads here mm. so i don't know what elon musk is trying to do i don't think it's all about freedom of speech but it is very curious and, and interesting to see how the people who I thought were the freedom lovers mm-hmm. wiggle their way out of the situation <laughs> and make it seem like this is the second coming of Hitler the third. You know, how many people, oh, I'm, this is my last thing I'll let you no, say. No. You remember when everybody was comparing Trump to Hitler? Mm-hmm. But you can't, that, 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 was, that was deemed okay. But if I asked the question about COVID, then I was deemed a hateful right right side, you know, right right extremist or whatever. To me, man, to me, if I'm being completely honest, Elon Musk is a lot like Microsoft. Like they'll get these these things and have like really good ideas to do stuff with it and then they'll just be like, I don't wanna do it no more. Like they'll acquire stuff and then like I know Microsoft has has done that with a lot of things throughout the years, especially, you know, with us working in like video games and tech stuff. And it's like Microsoft had these great ideas and it's like, yeah, this is innovative and all this other stuff. And then they'll just be like, you know what? I'm kind of bored with it. Let's just buy something else and just leave that over there to the side. So I feel like Elon must do that with a lot of stuff, too. Like he'll acquire shit or say some shit is going to be the next big thing. And then he'll just be like, you know what? I'm bored of this. I don't give a fuck no more. I'm like Dogecoin. Yeah, that, the fucking truck, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, just different things. So he just probably just felt like, you know what? I feel like buying Twitter today. The only project that I know that hadn't come out was the tunnel in, in California. I mean, that was, that's whatever, you know. Mm. But for the majority of the projects he starts, I mean, he's pretty true to his word. We um, still ain't seen the truck yet. Where the truck's at? You know what I'm saying? Like that. It's, I mean, I just felt like he's acquiring another asset like most billionaires do. He's going to do whatever he wants to do with it to build value up under it. He'll probably sell it to the next chump for a reasonable price and make a whole lot shit ton more money. Well, this is the funniest thing. Now that he's interested in buying Twitter, other companies are now coming out talking about, oh, I, I think I want to buy Twitter. Oh, I'll, I'll buy Twitter. So it's starting a bidding war. And also, the, the board of Twitter is doing this tactic called the poison pill, where they're like, well, if Elon gets more than 15% of our company, we're going <laughs> to sell back stocks, mm. which is going to flood, you know, the, the, it's going to flood the market with more Twitter stocks, which is going to devalue Elon's overall influence on the company. Mm. I think this is a Trojan horse where Elon is going to be like, oh, no, they're selling more stock. I can't buy anymore. Oh, yeah, I'm the world's richest man, so I can buy whatever you put back into the market. Yeah, Elon's, what, 
40 billion strong. What do you mean? He ain't worried about the shit I'm worried about. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, he like Drake. His shit, his rhymes ain't even relatable no more. That's how rich he is. Damn. <laughs> but I I didn't know. I I wanted to see what you thought. What your thoughts about that was? I thought that I yeah. thought it was very interesting how they was giving pushback on a man who literally was just like, I I got the money, my nigga. Like here it is. Like, but your what, point what of view. does Twitter bring? I'm confused on the question. What do you mean? Okay. How, what is so important about Twitter? What does it do? What is its function? I mean, if you think about, if you think about a, a lot of the social media stuff that, that's, that's stood the test of time, like Twitter's one of those things. Like Twitter, Twitter's actually stood the test of time. I can't believe it has because the concept is really kind of, all you really do is writing your opinions on and letting the world see it. So, I mean, they got to have some type of um, staying like uh, staying power somewhere. And then the innovations that they've done as far as like doing spaces, they had um, they had the fleets thing that kind of came and went. But you know what I'm saying? And then they have super follows now, like they're still innovating and doing things on for social media. I would think I would have thought Twitter would have died with Vine, but clearly they have some staying power somewhere and their stock is pretty steady. Would you pay for tweet? I no, I wouldn't. But there's an option to do that. Twitter Blue is a thing. No, I'm, I'm just as a consumer of Twitter. I don't see why would I pay for a service that I've been getting for free for this long. Like they then they're not reintroducing anything new to to my life to make me be like, man, I really want to know what Jack Dorsey's talking about. Let me pay for these tweets. Mm-hmm. Oh damn! What is what is Chris Brown tweeting about? I gotta pay for this. Like, I don't really. If I need to know, I can read like a blog or something for the yeah. same information. Like, I don't see what's unique that Twitter is bringing to the table. For the longest time, Twitter was not making any money. Like, they were in the red. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I think I think this is a. It's cool for the culture war. Everybody's like, oh, no, we don't want these people to come out here. All right. Why? If you don't want to have a full conversation or something, you just want a nice echo chamber that regurgitates the same ideals that you think, then that's that's not a, a healthy place to exchange ideals and dialogue. So I'm, I'm not really sure what Twitter is bringing to the table to make it worth 40 plus billion dollars. And even if people allow freedom of speech, quote unquote, to be on that platform, I think most people just gonna mute it. You know, if it's something I don't want to hear, I don't want. I'm just gonna block you or mute you or ban you. I mean, it's, mm. I don't see where we're going with this. But hey, a rich man want to spend his money on that? I don't care. Hmm. Yeah, I, it's gonna be interesting. I can't wait to see how this ends, how this turns out, because. Mm. Again, it's funny that they're like, hey, we're going to block this. And I'm just like, I think I got the money. Interesting. It's a, it's some underlying stuff that we, some underlying rich people stuff that we don't know about. Well, since we already did a rundown story, I guess it's that time again to get into. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. We gotta, hey, man, it's Drama King, man. All official. Oh. All right, to the one and only DJ Kate Slate. I was going to start that off with the rundown, but you're you right. Rest in peace 
to the one and only DJ K Slay, man. We we lost a hip hop pioneer. Um, and man, he was he was giving he was putting into the game for a long time, man. I I can't believe that he passed, and it was from COVID uh, complications. So right when we thought this funky hoe was going away, this bitch ass COVID still out here. Well, he was he had been fighting for like months. Like I remember when they said he had it, and his brother had came out and said he, he had contracted COVID. And he had been in the hospital for a minute, and it looked like things were actually getting better. And they said, you know, he passed away. But yeah, man, the drama king is done, man. He's he's passed. So rest in peace to DJ K Slay, man. God, that's crazy. Piggyback off of that one. Gilbert Godfrey passed away as well. Diego. Yeah, I, I, man, he had that one annoying voice that I really loved. I, I liked his style of comedy, and it, it, it kind of hurt to see him go. I was like, dang, not Gilbert. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, but apparently he had been battling some, some illnesses for a long time, and uh, it finally took him out. But R.I.P. to Gilbert, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any more RIPs? Nah, that's, well, yeah. RIP the Young Bucks Golden Teeth because this nigga's fighting bankruptcy. And they talking about they're going to take the man gold teeth out of his mouth. Hey, man. Come on, bro. Not the teeth, dog. Gold mouth. That's what I said. <laughs> hey, baby, you going to eat your comb, bro? But they used to do this back when people was prospecting in the San Francisco gold rush. You know, when you had some gold teeth, they taking gold teeth, man. Not, not young, but come on, man. 50 stall them out, man. 50, get that man some more. Man, 50 don't play, bro. 50 can say anything. 50 literally has freedom of speech. Like, have you seen what he's been doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, that, that, I mean, he know he catching it bad out here. Yeah, man. That... The whole thing with Hove, um, that Snoop Dogg Drink Champs, that was really good. That was a really good Drink Champs episode. I don't really watch Drink Champs that much. And one of the reasons why is because by the time you get halfway through it, Nori be high and drunk as fuck. Like, the Snoop episode, he literally asked the same question maybe four or five times throughout the whole thing. And I was trying to find out some other shit, but Snoop. And he piggyback off of something you had said. And he was like, "Snoop, Snoop is the most famous rapper like ever." <laughs> everybody knows Snoop. Everybody knows Snoop. And Snoop was like, "Yeah," he was like, "Everybody kind of really do know me." So he just cool with it, man. It's Uncle Snoop. Yeah, Snoop, yeah. Snoop, Snoop. If you don't know Snoop, who Snoop Dogg is, you and he everywhere. Yeah, on everything. He got a show with Bobby Stewart, bro. <laughs> like. Well, he got a he do the what's the what's the new singing show now, yeah. America something, and he hosted that, and he about to host another show, talking bad about criminals doing dumb crimes, on Peacock. <laughs> Snoop go get a check. Yeah. So, yo, that was damn. That's crazy as hell, man. That's great. That was a good drink champs though. That was really good drink champs. Oh, by the way, um, friend of the show. I didn't get to do it last week, but a friend of the show, Jalicia, thank you for your donations. We, she sent us a donation uh, this, two weeks ago, and I forgot to say it on the episode last week, so I apologize. But Jalicia, thank you for thank sending you, us you. 
donations. Thank you for powering the machine. Exactly. Donations. <sighs> All right. Now are you ready? It started with rundown. Look at my African American. The Rundown is where Shogun and myself take news stories from the internet. Some serious, some not. We use our opinions to make them funny. Shogun, let me ask you a question. All right. You went to school, didn't you? You went, yeah. to, you went to school. Yeah. All the way up to college. And did you ever have a problem with how many days was in the week going to school? Nah. Did your teachers? Yeah, I, I will actually. I take that back. There was a test one time that I took, and it said how many days is in a week, and I said five, and I got it wrong. And I was like, "But that is a, a business week. Like that's how many days is in a week." Mm-hmm. The, the test wanted me to put seven, and I was like, "That's the weekend. It's not the week." <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't argue my point <laughs> for the teacher to understand. I got that wrong, and I was like, "No, that is not the week. The week is Monday through Friday. The weekend is Saturday and Sunday." And I got that shit wrong. So yeah, I got a problem with how many days is in the week. Good, because so do teachers in Texas. A local school district in Texas has announced plans to reduce the student the student school week from a traditional five days to four days. In the 2022-2023 school year, the Jasper Independent School District cited that teacher shortages and retention is when it, uh, when it announced the change on Facebook last month. Now, it said it had conducted surveys with parents, teachers, and staffers that the change was voted on by the Board of Trustees. Now, the change for, to a four-day week was motivated in part by, get this, burnout amongst the teachers <laughs> and difficulty recruiting new teachers. Quote, teacher burnout has been an issue for a long time since COVID. It has seemed to expand and it is becoming more and more of an issue. Good morning, America. Uh, This is uh, told to Good Morning America. The four day week kind of makes it a little bit more manageable for uh, for them because there's so much pressure placed on our teachers these days. The school district district in Jasper, Texas, uh, is a city with, that is 134 miles northeast of Houston near the eastern Texas and western Louisiana border. So it also plans to give teachers and staff, get this, a financial incentive if they stay in their positions. <laughs> so you're going to get a bonus. Teachers will be able to get $3, a $3,000 stipend um, while staff members such as librarians would get uh, $1,500 to remain in the school district. Now, the funds are allocated. The funds allocated will come from the public school district, elementary school, and secondary school emergency funds. <laughs> um, a federal grant program under the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and uh, Economic Security Cares Act. Shogun, how do you feel about teachers working less days and getting stipends to stay in their in their positions? Uh, I will answer that question, but before I do that, can I ask you a question? Sure. What is the goal of a teacher? To teach. To teach who? The kids. Okay. What are they trying to prepare the kids for? Real life. Okay. And so you need experience on a job to get prepared for like the situation that's real life, right? Exactly. So if I was to change 
your perspective on this conversation by saying, well, what about the kids? You know, these kids are now missing out a whole day. That's 52 weeks. That's 52 days, right? Like if, if it's 52 weeks, mm-hmm. it's 52 days out of a year that those kids are missing completely. They could have learned something new. They could have that could have been movie day. That could have been a science project day. They could have had a guest speaker that day. Like you don't know that the, the the possibilities are endless. Shogun, the teachers are burnt out. They're burnt out, man. We can't do this job five days a week. We got to cut it down to four. We can't even recruit new teachers out here in these streets, brother. Oh, you think you think the uh, the job is the problem? To be honest with you, I think this is bullshit. Like, why? Buck up. You <laughs> pull why, your... why do you think it's bullshit? Because I don't understand what I don't I don't understand. Teachers are burnt out on a regular basis, man. Like, nigga, I'm burnt out. I'm burnt, burnt out, out too. I don't but think anybody who's not burnt out. People are quitting their job in mass. This is the great resignation. Right. And it's like, well, they're saying that it's hard to recruit teachers and stuff like that too. And I'm like, well, I'm just not understanding because the whole from do. my from my whole from my perspective, when COVID was a thing and the lockdown was going on, teachers were actually teaching via yeah. Zoom. Zoom, yeah. They were doing Zoom classes. So you were still at home. You just had to do your job from home. So I'm I'm just trying to understand where the burnout is coming from, and then I'm also trying to understand like why you gotta why you gotta say you know what these five days don't work. Four days will keep these teachers from being burnt out. I just th- that doesn't make sense to me. And I, I'm I'm I haven't been a teacher. I don't know how it works. Maybe I'm talking out my ass because I'm on the outside looking in. This is a thing that's big in Europe where they they do the four day work week and uh and they say it works better for people's mental health and, and it stops the burnout. But this is kinda how I feel about the, the, the trans thing in school, the don't say gay bill and all this. These motherfuckers is doing a whole lot of shit in the classroom, but they ain't doing the one thing they supposed to do in the classroom and that's teach these motherfucking kids. Like I get it. Teaching is hard, but you also have the hardest job in the nation. You're preparing this nation's next generation mm-hmm. to be out here in the workforce. Like you just said, you're going to have to suck it up. Now, I'm not telling teachers to just deal with the problems that they have because Lord knows it's a multifaceted problem. You got the parents, you got the students, you got the board of education, and then the curriculum that's shit. Mm-hmm. But if they want to fix this problem, they got to pay these teachers more. Well, I, one thing I can't applaud, I mean, cut you off. One thing I can't applaud is the stipend. I think it is good to give them stipends to be able to, so they can keep, so they can, you know, mm-hmm. stay staff members and teachers. I think that is a good thing. I think that's the, out of this whole story, I think that I can applaud that. Like, give them money for what they're doing. Pay them for their work, but. So over the Easter holiday, I went home to Montgomery to see my parents, and both of my parents are former educators. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the teaching thing, and my mom brought up this this topic. She was like, well, have you heard what they're doing now? They're paying these teachers extra. So if you have tenure and you reach like a certain amount of years, you get a different percentage bump. And she was like, it's like a 15% increase in pay or 20% increase in pay based on your years. Mm-hmm. Now what they're doing 
they're stopping a lot of teachers from being able to get tenure. So they're like, well, before oh, we can get to this- that's fucked up. Yes, this is a self-inflicted problem. If you want to keep people, you got to pay these people. Teachers are willing to deal with the bullshit kids that you got in here coming to school <laughs> if you pay them. Not the, not the kids. Bruh. Oh, man. That's I got fucked up. I got a rant that I, I'm, I'm trying to sit on right now because I don't want to go crazy, but there's a lot of stuff that we're doing to these kids that I just don't agree with. Mm. Your fucking job is to teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic. All of this other shit that you motherfuckers want to do in these classrooms, cut that shit out. Get back to reading, writing, and arithmetic. Because if, if if you look at the results that we're getting, these kids are still failing. Most of them can't even read at a Shogun level or Cole Jackson level. Like they reading below our level, my nigga. Yeah, that like, ain't that ain't good. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so when I'm dying on my deathbed, these dumbasses are gonna be the ones that are taking care of me. And I don't appreciate this the shit that I see that they gotta deal with to get to the point where they are now. Like the level has been lowered right. since we've been in school. And we already didn't get the the best treatment. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? But it's so many things that teachers gotta deal with. You got students who come into school, they got they they own problems from home that they bring it in, they ate breakfast. They ain't make dinner. Mom's crazy. Dad's going crazy. Drinking problems. Mom working three jobs. Dad working three jobs. They come to school. They got bullying problems. Neighborhood problems. Society problems. Sexual identity issues. Cyber cyber bullying. Cyber bullying. You know, Snapchat ads. Fortnite. Call of Duty. People bullying. I'm like all this shit. They got to deal with. And then they got to worry about a motherfucker bringing a gun to school and shooting up shit. So Mm. it's like I get it. There's a lot of external factors that's weighing on these kids, but God damn, if you want to fix this problem, do it like everybody else. Throw some money at it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I just feel like shortening the school week don't... I, I don't know, that don't man. Shit. That don't fix a goddamn thing. I just, you get a three-month break. Three months, you're out. You get a summer break where you ain't got to deal with these little bastards. Recharge and refocus. <laughs> well, what about summer and, sc- What about the dumb kids in summer school? You getting paid, <laughs> nigga. Oh, uh, and like I said, I'm not a teacher, so I don't know. But I don't know if this is the answer to keep to keep teachers in their positions or if this helps teachers well, maybe it does i don't i don't know it's cool that the teachers don't have to work as much and i i will admit teachers got a lot on their back but the job is to educate the young kids i need you to focus on the kids first like hey man i know you don't want to be here i don't want to be there but you know what they do they pay me and i get my ass out there and climb these poles all fucking day i do it six days a week my nigga i'm burnt out mm. i'm tired of it but i do it because i like money and you should do it because you like money too. And I know they don't pay teachers nearly enough. Teachers are, are vastly underpaid for the job that they got to do. Right. Pay these motherfuckers. Give them some money, man. <sighs> I'm trying not to go on a rant, but it's, it's, it's there. I feel it. I feel it bubbling. It's, it's been a while since I've been on a rant. So I'm t- <laughs> uh, y'all kind of touched on the don't say gay bill last week. And... Uh oh, you froze. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm just gonna share my thoughts with you. 
Mima, I don't think she's wrong on this one. I don't think uh what's her name? Ivy, Governor Ivy wrong on this one. Mm-hmm. I know it's unpopular for people to hear like a black man say that this Republican governor is doing what is quote unquote the right thing. But this ain't about not saying gay. This is about introducing conversation to young people at a very early age. I, I don't, okay, let me start up. I don't think this is a Shogun and Cole Jackson problem. Mm. This is a parental problem. Like, this is the state saying, we want to tell your kid something when we deem that your kid is ready to do. And so I feel like this is a parental rights issue to me. I could be wrong. Like you just said, you ain't got kids and I ain't got kids either. But if I hear most parents say, I don't want you to talk to my four or five year old or third grader, which third graders are eight to nine year olds, anybody below the age of 10. If I hear parents say, I don't want you to talk to my kid about sex, sexual identity and uh, gender identity. I don't have a problem with them saying, don't teach these kids that. Mm-hmm. And so when I looked at these don't say gay bills, everything I saw so far has been just the introduction of sexual identity, gender identity to a young group of people. They're not talking to them about having sex at a young age, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of weird people out here who's willing to go past the point of them saying, well, this is my identity. This is who I represent and this is what I do. And then they say they give them. A little bit they they overshare there is this 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 uh twitter page called the libs of tiktok have you ever heard of that i have not okay the libs of tiktok is where i guess is a right-leaning social media page mm-hmm. that takes videos that uh i guess I don't want to be mean when I say this, but it's mostly left-leaning people who are are from the extreme points of the left side. Mm. So they cherry-pick these videos that they post on TikTok and reshare it from their social media on this right-wing Twitter page, and people just make fun of them all day. Mm. Now, this is the issue. They don't edit these videos. They don't change anything. They take the exact video that people take or that they upload on their Twitter, on their Instagram page, TikTok page, and they repost it. I'm going to send you a link of one of the teachers who is talking about, uh, where you want me to send it, in the chat here? Yes. Okay. Who's talking about, this teacher is talking about their experience being a, a well, you'll, you'll see. And again, I'm probably doing the same thing that they do. I'm cherry picking one video to, to give an example of what I want to talk about. This is a tool I use to teach students about gender and sexuality. First up, we have sex assigned at birth. This is what the doctor says you are when you come out of the womb. It should be based on chromosomes, hormones, and genitals, but most time doctors just look at genitals. Next up, we have gender identity, which is totally different from sex assigned at birth. This is what you feel you are inside, and no one can see this from the outside. There are three different sliders that you can move up and down to describe your gender identity. Then we have gender expression, which is how you show your gender to the world. It's usually based in a sort of binary system, which isn't perfect. Again, you can slide these up and down to show the different gendered ways you express yourself. 
Then we jump down to attraction. We have physical attraction and emotional attraction. These are different. Again, there are sliders that a person can use to best describe their sexuality. This incredible resource is made by the Trans Student Educational Resources. You can go to their website right here. They're an incredible community. But that person was talking about the teaching tools that they use to kind of educate these young kids on trans people identity in school. Mm. And so when I was looking at this, I'm like, why is there so much pushback from a bill that's saying, hey, we don't want to talk to young kids about trans identity and, and gender identity at a young age? And so far, the pushback that I see is, well, you're trying to eradicate somebody's existing because it doesn't fit your mode of how society is supposed to look. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, on the other side of the argument, it's like, well, this is my child. Let me teach my child when I feel like my child is ready. You know, I'll talk to them about these things. Now, will parents give the same perfect teaching lesson that the school would do? Probably not. But at the same time, I don't think the state should step in and tell these parents what they should teach their kids. Mm. Like, I'm I'm real big on freedom. Like, I want to free the freedom to choose. Like, I know we send kids to a public school and we don't get to pick on that curriculum too, but when, when parents find out that, hey, they're teaching my kids something that I don't think should be appropriate, they get up in arms and they, they protest it and they get it changed. Mm -hmm. Why can't this be one of those things that they protest and they don't want to change? Like, I, I just don't see the other side of the coin. Like, I, I get it. You're saying that the Republicans or the, the right wing people don't want to see gay people and they hate gays. I'm not sure that's really what it is. I just don't think people want their kids to be indoctrinated under a different ideal where you have a young child and they're like, well, you feel like a little girl inside you, Jimmy? You know, he's like, yeah, I feel like I should have been a girl. And then they go ahead and, you know, okay those ideals. Like, it's getting a little deep, but if it, if it was my kid, I don't want the teacher confusing my child even more, you mm -hmm. know? I feel like it's okay to tell a kid you can believe whatever you want to believe and you can be anything you want to be, but I don't want you to take that idea literally and go too far. Right. So I know that sounds like I'm a hate speeching person. I hate trans people, but I got a rant that I should have went on before all this. But let me let me ask you a question real quick. Mm -hmm. Would you give a four year old a gun? Mm -mm. Why? Because they don't know how to use it or they don't really understand what a gun is. You think you could teach a kid about a gun? Yeah. You think the kid would understand what was going on with the gun? Yeah, at a particular age, yes. But I don't know at four. You get what I'm saying? And that Would you trust that kid after you showed them what that gun can do and gave them all the safety issues and safety talks about that gun? If it's my kid, no. But I know of people who have taught their kids at a young age, um, as far as like hunting is concerned, about guns and right. stuff like that too. So if it's my per if it's my kid, probably not, because I don't know, I don't one hundred percent know the ins and outs of of guns to be able to teach somebody who's four years old. You get what I'm right. saying? Like I only wow. know I only know what I know about guns because it's just like I need one. I just know how to need to know how to shoot it, shoot it correctly, <laughs> so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? So, and I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't raised either 
around I was raised around guns, but I wasn't raised to to know how to use them correctly. So properly. Yeah. So it's like, you know, my knowledge might be different, but there's another guy here who had his kid hunting since he was five years old. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a to me it's a case by case basis when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that's how sexuality and sexual identity is. It's a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. But if the parent says I don't want my kid to know this stuff just yet, I think we gotta honor the, the the rule of the parent. Like, it sounds hateful, I guess, if you take it that way. But I I feel like this is just parents saying I don't want my kid to know about this just yet. Mm-hmm. And who the hell is the government to step in and teach my kid this at this age? Right, right. Send me, send me an email voicing your opinion at G-U-B-M-I-N-T-S-P-E-A-K at gmail.com. So send us your thoughts. And you know that. Because you know on this platform, I welcome all speech. I've never shut people down from being able to say anything. I take all criticism. But you got to earn your point. I'm not just going to give you some bullshit. Like you, you know I don't come here with no mittens on my hands. Like, I, I you got to earn your stance. Mm. So, send us your email. I'll read it out. I want to hear what other parents have to say about this situation. I ain't got no kids, so this ain't really my fight. But I try to voice my opinion and others' opinions on most topics. There you go. Hmm, interesting. Uh... I don't know if I need to follow. Yeah, I'm going to follow it up with this. I got a video I'm going to share with you. Hold on for a second. Since we're talking about school <laughs> and kids, did you used to bring snack to, to to school? I mean, after Halloween, yeah. Oh, you didn't bring no snacks to school like on a regular basis? No, nah, we had no money like that. Well, we had, I, we had a kid that brought a, 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 a snack to school that <laughs> these kids weren't supposed to be taking. Let's listen, let's listen to let's watch this footage. How much did they drink? He's he claims she drank four to five sips. A Dixie cup full of not juice or water, a mixed tequila drink served to five and six year olds. How did she feel? Um, she's feel like a little woozy. She's a little dizzy when we went in, in there with the principal. We asked her, was she okay? How did she feel? She said a little dizzy. These parents puzzled, understandable. Their daughters given Jose Cuervo margaritas they thought was juiced by a fellow kindergartner Thursday at Grand River Academy in Livonia at snack time. She said the girl poured it in her cup and she drank it and then the girl ended up telling her what it was. So she went to the teacher and told the teacher that is liquor in this cup and the teacher gave her like a funny face. It turned out to be a single serve pre-mixed drink like this. The little girl brought it to school in her backpack. I had a small conversation with my daughter about it, not nothing big, and she told me that the girl knew that it was liquor. Parents are obviously angry over what happened, directing some of that anger to school officials here at Grand River Academy, asking, wondering, how could this have been prevented? The school released a statement to us, saying in part, while we try to keep an eye on everything our students bring to school, that's simply not possible. It's unfortunate that these types of adult beverages can be easily mistaken for child-friendly drinks, end quote. They also called Poison Control, who said to give the kids water and crackers. I'm not sure if they short-staffed or whatever, but, you know, it shouldn't have happened.
The five kindergartners who drank the tequila were all okay. The school tells parents in a letter home they'll dole out discipline to the student who served them. But these moms say it's the parents that need the punishing. If your child know what it is, there's nothing wrong with it, but they should know not to touch it as well. They should know that it's, it's not for kids. Reporting in Livonia, Jessica Dupnak, Fox 2 News. These, these kids have to be stopped. What is going on with, with, with the world that we got kindergartners, bring, kindergartners bringing in the liquor? Man, the Jose to Cuevo. You, <laughs> to be honest with you, they just went through a pandemic. I understand. It's Friday. <laughs> we got some burnout going on. How many days in a week? I think it's five to test day seven, my nigga. Give me the Jose. Come on, pull it up. Give me the Cuevo. <laughs> Give me the Quavo, baby. This little girl, this <laughs> kindergartner had some fucking Quavo. Jose Quavo mixed drink and just was like, here, I got the cup too, nigga. Go ahead. I, <laughs> I call bullshit on this story. Oh, gosh. I call bullshit on this story. All right. How that kid open it? <laughs> well, they was the little mini bottles. You see this? How little... they open it? You don't just, you can't just... Yeah, on the middle, on the little miniatures. Yeah, you you can you can you can snap them open. They ain't got the they ain't the tough they ain't the you tough think top. Kindergarten can open them bottles. Clearly, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they were fucked. They were fucked up. They had to get water and crackers. I was like, damn. <laughs> I wish I wish I would have known about water and crackers when I was getting drunk. <laughs> I hope it's nap time because I'm about to lay down. <laughs> Yo, what door at? Let's go explore. Right. Great. Then one of the kindergarten was like, hey, I done had this before. This is nasty. <laughs> the teacher was like, hey, let me get a let me get a cup. Wait, let me get a little sip of this. Yeah, dude. Bruh. First of all, disciplinary actions on the kids. <laughs> she, they they kid, don't know better, they, right? They kid knew better than to bring some fucking Quavo to the goddamn class. Come on, bruh. You bring Quavo to the class? Come on now. Cup though. (laughs) They planned this shit out, nigga. They had a whole picnic. Nigga, fuck out of here. Disciplinary action on everybody involved, parents included. (laughs) This kid packed the lunch. (laughs) You go, how you gonna pack a drink of whole pack, my nigga? That was the snack. She couldn't she couldn't find she couldn't find the lunchables. I'm good, mama. I don't need no money today. That motherfucker had drinkables. <laughs> she had drinkables in her, in her lunchbox. Not the drinkables, girl. Oh, God. man. That's amazing. I said, what? I was tripping. I was just like, she was just like, here y'all go. So tell me, what grade were these kids? He was kindergartners. So that's four or five? Yeah. Drunk, drunk as hell. Talking about, I feel woozy. We, I know you maybe do. Should, maybe they should talk about sexuality. <laughs> I mean, they, they're more advanced than we were. Like, I wasn't drinking until I was like 18, 19. These niggas in kindergarten drinking it up. They was handling this too. I was throwing up at <laughs> 18. This motherfucker walking to the teacher was like, This ain't good. <laughs> this is this is liquor. <laughs> oh, no, nah, this is good. Let me get this. I'm about to be on lunchtime too, nigga. Hold in the canteen and turned up. Man, they're gonna learn about shapes today. <laughs> they're gonna be in bad shape, goddamn. Yeah. These little drunk ass kindergartners. Yeah, that man, just that, that just kind of goes along with the stuff I've been bringing to the show, like the kindergarten that whooped the teacher's ass. Like these yeah. motherfuckers are fans. They get drunk with with grown folks' ass, man. 
Now you see why the teachers don't want to work four days out the week. <laughs> this is this is yucky. <laughs> oh, you don't know good drink when you ain't. Yeah, boy, you put some hand on your chest. Dude. Give me this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, in third grade with a full mustache. Boy. <laughs> Drunk. I've been drinking since I was five. Right. What? 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 <laughs> I just want to know what the mom. <laughs> How embarrassed was the mom when she came up and be like, "Oh my god, my daughter just mom brought." Was probably mad because she was trying to drink that for lunch herself. She was like, "Where my shit at?" I see. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Looking around the house, she mad at her husband. Like, did you drink my drink? Nah. Right. No. You yeah, got I, a goddamn phone. You know you lying. You know you done drunk my stuff. You little bastard. The best thing about that whole story is they brought cups. <laughs> <laughs> that kid knows about sharing, my nigga. Sharing is caring. Oh, yeah. That's, they got it. Wait, they don't do A's. They, I guess that's an E for X. What do they give in kindergarten? I guess a star. That's a gold <laughs> star right there. <laughs> That's a gold star. You know how to share your drink. Oh man! Did they put in on it? No, man. You get a yeah. You get a gold. You get two gold stars for that. I'm trying to parse through my rant that oh. I had, oh, and I want to. I want to get certain elements out. I don't want to go on a rant because we got a good little thing going here. I'm gonna just say I listened to the episode last week, Whitney. Mm-hmm. I'm not an extremist. I think you need to look up that definition of the word extremist. That's not me. What I do on this podcast is I give a balanced perspective of every topic. And uh, I say Whitney because she she called me an extremist. And so I was like, that that don't fit me. But and she also said, you can't call her wit unless you know her. So since she don't know me, I'm going to say Whitney. But uh, I give a balanced perspective on topics that nobody really tries to give a balanced perspective. I don't follow the crowd. I don't do the norm that podcasters do i don't just dog pile stories just because that's the popular thing to do to get clicks and views i'm that guy who talked about jeffrey epstein before it became a thing i talked about covid the pros and cons and the choices that people should have been able to make and how not having a full fair conversation led us to the situation where we are now where fauci is now saying that hey we're never going to eradicate the virus and we're just going to have to live with it so you're just going to have to take your chances when you go out there. I, I pointed out the fact that he flip-flopped on his mask coverage. I pointed out the fact that the numbers was not legit. I point Before Biden was the president and everybody turned on Biden, I pointed out how his record was not so up and up with us. I pointed out that you know the 94 Crimes Act was my issue with him. I pointed out the fact that he said some things that was deemed racist at that time and still are today. He said... He didn't want his kids to live in a racial jungle. That's his words, not mine. I was that guy who sat there and said Trump was a bad president, but not all the things that Trump did was bad because I sat there and I tried to explain the things that he was saying and, you know, the media would turn on it and make sure that nobody would actually listen to what he was saying because it was taboo to talk about. I'm also that guy who pointing out the Hunter Biden situation. I was like, hey, this is a story that I think is important. It shows corruption. Nobody was allowed to talk about that. 
six months later, now it's the headline news that everybody's saying, hey, it was a real legitimate thing, and it wasn't Russian propaganda. I'm the guy who pointed out that the Ukrainian war would end up backfiring on us because the sanctions haven't done anything to the Russians, but other than build their economy. The Russians are now selling gasoline to other European countries, and the ruble is pegged to gold, and the ruble is now being shot up. It is more valuable than it was before the sanctions was in place. The sanctions are not working. And I said that this shit would probably backfire on this. So to call me an extremist, even though I, I'm pretty sure it was a joke and I'm not mad, I don't want you to feel like I'm critiquing you. It's to a lot of people. I got a lot of criticisms, not just on that episode and on the previous one. But to call me an extremist, that don't fit me. I'm not an extremist. I don't handle situations with kid gloves. I talk to people like they're an adult. And I feel like what I say is what I say. And I feel like most people are smart enough to understand what I say. But I really try my best to give a balanced perspective on every topic that I talk about. I give the pros, the cons, my opinion, and other. But what I really think is happening here is I'm a bad communicator. <clears throat> so, and from this point on, when I'm talking about stories, I'm gonna start it out by saying facts, facts, facts. This is just the facts of the situation. And then I'll say opinion, opinion, opinion to get to my opinion of this situation. Maybe that would kind of parse out all the bullshit in between, but ain't no hate. I ain't mad. I just want to address the extremist comment because I ain't no fucking extremist. But that was all. That was my rant. I cut it down. Okay. Okay. The golden chicken thing, uh, you 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 said uh Jogan was talking about why is this a story? It wasn't because she was tra- this is going to the trans people giving me criticism. I didn't say that her story was like, why is this a story? You know, the lady who has the golden chicken tenders mm-hmm. here in the town. I didn't say, why is this a story? Because it was trans people and I didn't want to hear anything about trans people. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, why is this a story? Because we're leading with the trans. Like, yeah. if your chicken is good, no matter who you are, I'm going to eat your chicken. Your sexuality doesn't matter. Like, I don't give a fuck who Colonel Sanders is fucking. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who the black lady from Popeye's is fucking. Like, your sexuality ain't got shit to do with how delicious your chicken is. Mm-hmm. But I felt like they were just leaning on the trans thing just to get clicks and views and make outrage to build a story. I'm going to go get some of that golden chicken. I support the lady. I don't yeah. have an issue with trans people. So for the people who, again, the people who think that I have a problem with trans people because I don't talk about those topics with kitten gloves on, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not sensitive to your ideals and your views. I'm going to give you an unbiased opinion first, and then I try to give my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so if I rubbed you the wrong way, I'm sorry. But I'm not some hate-mongering, right-wing, lefty extremist. Like, this shit doesn't fit me as a person. So go back, listen to what I'm saying, try to get your opinion, get your emotions out of it, Mm -hmm. and hear what I'm saying. And I think you will get to a, a, an agreement because everybody I talk to on a one-on-one basis, they be like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. But as I talk to them more and they finally start listening to what I'm saying, they're like, oh, yeah, I agree with you. But, you know, this is how I feel about it. 
And I never have an issue with somebody else's opinion. Like, I don't be bashing people over the head to think the way I think. No, I try to foster great ideals and conversation here on this podcast. And so, I don't hate trans people. I guess I got to say this every time I talk about trans stories. I don't hate trans people. I just try to represent all sides of the argument. There you go. There you go. You gonna pay? You gonna pay ninety nine dollars from gold ass wins? Hell yeah, nigga! I'm gonna tweet that shit out too on Jack on Elon Musk internet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nigga, you a vegan? I would. Ain't got nothing to do with you. I I, I may I wouldn't even if it was gold cauliflower. I ain't paying no ninety nine dollars. Oh, that's stupid. That's just stupid, dog. Yeah, Why would you eat gold cauliflower? Why would you eat gold <laughs> gold chicken? Gold nigga. I, I said, damn. I said at least fifty dollars now, nigga. Not I mean, it's nigga. more than four wings, dog. I think you get like ten. <laughs> that don't change the fact that it's a hundred dollars. I'm sorry. No, you don't just get gold wings. You get wings, fries, I, and you get some. Too. Yeah, yeah. I know you get in a hookah. You get all that. That's still a hundred dollars, bro. I don't know. For some for some gold. Well, you ain't been on a date in a while. Gold like, dusted wings. They can get hundred dollars. That's that's a nice night out. Yeah, but I'm gonna get more than just some gold dusted wings. I pay hundred dollars. So will I when I get home? Shit. <laughs> hey, fuck that. If I can't pay fifty dollars, pay fifty dollars for that shit. Give me a six piece. Some shit. Crazy. Oh yeah, there's other places to get better wings, but you know it's for the ground. Mm-mm. I was, I was like, these niggas. about me saying facts, facts, facts before I start talking about a subject. These try niggas. to keep my opinion out of it first just to tell what the story is. Understood. Understood. All right. I ain't got but one more story left, and it's a doozy. Now, we have been going through a lot of attacks here recently, and we had a lot of people doing a lot of crazy things. And, hey, I am sensitive to this. And this guy, I think he's taking it to the extreme. So there is a man, according to reports, a lo- local cops have identified a man named Andre Eugene Moore Gerald as the primary suspect of a string of assaults that began on Wednesday. Apparently, Moore Gerald picked his victims at random and approached them while they were walking down the street before leaving them with a face full of whipped cream. One of, one of his victims, <laughs> one of his victims was a woman who was just pushing her child down the street. And he came up to her and pied her in the face with a with whip with a plate of whipped cream. Now, more Gerald might have gotten away with with the theatrics had he not posted a photo of himself on social media, uh, pie facing pie facing somebody with a plate full of whipped cream. Now, because because up to that point the cops had failed to identify him. Quote: He looks to be recording himself uh, with these whipped cream attacks. With other people, with other people who are with him, and they are—I'm <laughs> sorry—and we're—we have found, we have later found out that he's posting these on the on his YouTube channel. Uh, right now, quote: Right now, we are looking for this incident, looking at this incident as an assault, and people don't want to be touched by you, and you shouldn't be going—you <laughs> shouldn't be going around hitting people in the face <laughs> with a plate full of whipped cream. <laughs> Police in Greenville still don't have more more Gerald in custody, but they have issued a warrant for his arrest. He's being charged with third degree assault and battery. Shogun, how do you feel about this man uh, doing these whip paint, plates of whipped cream attacks to these to these citizens? It's rough out here. You remember, you remember Bobby Young, the wrestler? Yes. You remember that match between him and Doink the Clown when he pied him? 
Like, that was the only thing that I could think of. Like, is this nigga Doink the Clown? Like, you walking around here pie-facing people with a... Like, at least... Look, it wouldn't be a problem if he had some kind of, like, social justice warrior background. Like, I'm gonna buy you for justice, you know? Like, you're carrying, you're just watching your dog. Like, you didn't pick up your shit that your dog did on this man's grass. Pie-faced. Like... He's just attacking. I think the straw that broke the camel's back was a, a, assaulting this woman who was pushing her child in a stroller. That's what. That's what. That's what broke the camel's back right there. He should have. He should have pied the little girl. <laughs> she was in the stroller. The kid was probably drunk. <laughs> nah, she a slave driver. She got her mom pushing her around. Yo, your legs work. You got brand new legs. Why are you riding the stroller? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. This nigga, uh, nah, this nigga's randomly attacking people with <laughs> plates see, of whipped cream. See, this is this is the problem with the news today. This is opinion, opinion, opinion. Oh, the problem is that you you're saying attacking. Is he really attacking somebody? I mean, they say he could be charged with third degree assault and battery. Why not first degree? What's the difference <laughs> between the degrees? I feel like the higher you go, the worse it is. I don't know, man. Maybe because yeah. it's whipped cream and not uh. You know, bullets. Whoa, where, where'd you get the bullets from? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you said why third degree? I was like, maybe because it's whipped cream. Let's see, what is, okay. A person commits a crime, an assault in the third degree with the intent to cause physical injury to a, another person. He, she is physical injury. All right, what's the first degree then? First degree assault charged with a deadly weapon. Oh, first degree is worse. See, told okay. you, bullets. That's <laughs> the difference, told you. Yeah. Damn. All right, Doink. He gonna have a great time in jail. They gotta catch him first. He's got a YouTube page. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they can get the IP address of where he's uploading these videos from. I mean, he's he's monetizing other people's pain, and that's also a bad thing to do. Yeah, man. But damn, <laughs> this thing is walking around <laughs> whipped cream. Five facing people. This is the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. It's pretty crazy. I'm trying to decide what I want to do for my final story. Oh my I god! Got, Here you go. I got uh, as always. I got a lot of stuff. Uh, I guess I'm gonna roll all of my stories into one presentation. Okay, let's do ghost guns. Um, Joe Biden signed the bill trying to ban ghost guns. I remember we talked about ghost guns on this podcast years ago. Ghost guns are basically gun kits that you can order online and assemble yourself. They do not work. They're not functional guns. You actually have to be a blacksmith or a smithy to actually create these guns or modify these kit guns and make them into working guns. It is possible. They will fire. The issue with the ghost guns is they don't have a serial number, so it makes the FB, well, it makes law enforcement have to do more work because they can't track down where these guns have come from and where people bought them from. And when people get killed with them, they can't really help to solve the murder. Now, the problem with this is when you sign bills about these guns, which are legal, like there's nothing wrong with ordering a gun and putting it together online. It doesn't work from the manufacturer. You have to modify this product in order for it to be a working gun. When you change the, 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 the laws to try to stop these, to make them outlawed, 
it's really not going to do anything. Like when I talked about it earlier on this podcast, I was talking about the accessibility of guns in America. There's plenty of ways people can get guns here in the United States. So if they make guns illegal, there's other ways to get guns. That's what I was talking about. But making the companies have to put a serial number on the guns, I don't see that being an issue. I wouldn't push back. But again, this is just the time where our government is just trying to really clamp down on guns. Like gun control has been a debate for years, and this is just another step towards that. Mm. Uh, I find it funny that the Biden administration would, you know, sign this type of thing. But when uh, he was vice president up under Obama, they had this uh, gun running uh, scam that was going on called Fast and Furious. It was a program where they ran secret weapons. The government ran weapons from, you know, the United States into Mexico. And a lot of those weapons went to the hands of criminals. And, you know, it killed people down in Mexico and on the border and kind of came back into America. But, uh, I don't know what the answer is with gun violence. Clearly, I'm leading into my final story, which is the NYC shooting. Mm. And this whole situation is weird to me. No amount of laws that you you sign or you write is going to stop crazy from happening. Mm. I'm not justifying it. I'm not giving this guy any leeway. What he did is horrible. It is horrific. But again, it is another situation where the powers that be are failing at stopping crime from happening. And it just makes me ask why, why does this continue to happen? We, we, they just like, okay. Everybody was like, okay. The right side of the media was talking about how people protested, you know, stop and frisk in New York city. You guys protested this and they stopped it. And now look what happened. They got a man on the subway that shot people. And then Eric, what's his name? Eric Andre, Eric Adams, whatever, the new New yeah. York City mayor. Eric Adams. He just, he just put more cops on the subway. So they're going back to t- those times of, you know, stopping frisk. He is a former police officer. And he really wants to, you know, protect the citizens of New York City. But this shooting is kind of weird i got a video if you want to play the video or you want to just talk about it we can but um there's a lot of things that are kind of wrong with this this scenario Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A rush hour horror for commuters in New York City when an assailant detonated smoke bombs on a subway car filled with passengers and then opened fire. At least 29 people have been injured, five of them critically. Coming as the city tries to get back to normal post-COVID, Restaurant reports this has deeply shaken individuals' sense of safety and security. Smoke pours out of a subway train as terrified passengers run for cover. The rush hour nightmare was carried live across the networks. President Biden was briefed. The chaos began at the worst possible moment, the morning rush hour here in Brooklyn. The subway was packed with riders as more and more New Yorkers returned to the office. Witnesses say the suspect put on a gas mask, threw a smoke bomb, and then opened fire. The passengers struggled to breathe as the train continued to the next station. 
Some passengers tried to flee into the next car, but the door was locked. When the train pulled into the station, the full horror of what happened became clear. Sam Carcamo was there. I saw fear in some of the people's faces. Someone was crawling because they had fallen over. People are screaming. Good Samaritans did what they could to assist the injured off the train. Photos posted on social media show the wounded lying on the platform. This guy made a tourniquet from his sweater. Inside the train, you can see a man putting pressure on an injured passenger's gunshot wound. 29 people were injured, 10 of them shot, others trampled. Five are in critical condition, but it could have been so much worse. The police say the gun jammed. They found a semi-automatic 380 Glock inside the station with two extended magazines loaded with bullets. The gunman also left behind a bag filled with fireworks. He is being reported as a male black, approximately five feet, five inches tall with a heavy build. He was wearing a green construction type vest and a hooded sweatshirt. The color is gray. It appears that it's a lone wolf. We haven't had any other attacks. Uh, well planned, well thought out. This is not something that just occurred at the spur of the moment. This sounds like the, the absolute worst nightmare. Uh, it, it's the, the absolute worst nightmare that anyone can experience, uh, especially on the subway where you're trapped. And just when New York City is getting back to normal. According to the NYPD, transit crime in New York is up 68 percent over last year. Shootings in New York City are up 72 percent. I think it's very important that they put that last little bit in there. They're like, well, shootings are up in New York City, you know, 72 percent, you know, from last year. Mm. Well, last year, everybody was locked in, so kind of in the house you're not gonna go out there and shoot nobody but i i have a couple of issues with this story man um one they said the security cameras were turned off a la jeffrey epstein i don't think that's true i think the security cameras were working they just probably don't have enough staffing to watch the security cameras but then they also said walkie talkies were turned off mm -hmm. so the police didn't know who to communicate i'm like how is that possible that makes no sense to me mm -hmm. This man shot people. It was first he put on a gas mask on the train. Maybe that's the COVID situation. People are like, look at it. What the hell? It's New York City. It's some strange shit that happens on the train. Mm. They ain't gonna do nothing. They, you ain't doing nothing crazy. Leave me alone. He pops a smoke, smoke grenade, and then starts letting loose and shooting people. Mm. And then he got off the train. Like nobody, nobody traced his check. I'm, yeah, I'm he got kind so of weird that he got away. He got off the train and actually got on another train. Um, in the commotion, there were also people who were on the train with him. From this is what I'm getting from the news. I this is I don't know how true this is, but what they are saying is he, when he got off the train, he I I don't know if he blended in or whatever the case may be, but they said him and other people who were from that first train got into another train and and went off went went wherever he yeah. needed to go. So. Yeah. That's kind of odd to me, too, but okay, um, <laughs> I'll go with it. <laughs> so he turned himself in. Like he called Crime Stoppers on himself and turned himself in mm -hmm. after this shooting. I, usually this, this, this type of action 
comes with a manifesto mm. and this is the reason why I did it. And then we give him weeks of coverage on the news. And then after that, oh, we found him. We got him. And then he's dead. This now, weird. real quick, what they were saying his manifesto was, was his YouTube videos and his YouTube rants about different things. So they are claiming that to be what his manifesto was yeah and his motivation and stuff like that so they're saying that his youtube rants for about eric adams and races being race um him being racist about uh things and how things were going in the subways and stuff like that they are saying that is what what pushed him to the basically they were saying this was coming and he posted it on youtube regularly so where was the fbi Where, like, this hey, is what they're supposed know. to do, right? They monitor people who are threat. Isn't this why we have the surveillance network in the United States where they monitor everything we do online just in case that people like this get activated? Mm-hmm. Why is it every time? Here we go. I remember asking, like, what has the FBI been doing? Like, show me a plot where they literally stop somebody. Right. And every time you find one of those plots, it turns out that they actually had a hand in making it happen. Mm. So I'm sitting here like, why why did this? there's no reason for this scenario to happen? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he you were shooting indiscriminately, it sounds like. I don't know if he was targeting white people only or you know. Uh uh-uh, uh I, I honestly this story is very weird. Yeah, it's it's a strange it's a strange story. I don't trust it, especially with him turning himself in. Like, what? What? <laughs> he was at McDonald's. He was at McDonald's when he called. And was like, "Hey, man, my phone's about to die. I'm here at this McDonald's, so come get me." What? Like, I don't understand. I mean, I'm sure he's crazy, and there's no rationality between crazy. Mm. But this, this, I don't, I don't really trust this story. It's a it's a it's a very strange situation. Um, I got actually watched a couple of his videos, um, the ones that I could find, and he just had a, it felt like he had the, the biggest problem with Eric Adams, mm-hmm. um, and not handling crime in the subways and stuff like that. But oh, he doesn't commit crime. And then he 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 was real big on the Ukraine war and talking about World War Three, and it's like we're already here and. And um, you guys don't realize that it's it's coming to us, and I'm not about to let that happen. And it was a few few things he was saying, man. So I don't know, I don't know where he was mentally. You know what I'm saying? But I, he he had some he had some gripes and some rants that I don't know what exactly pushed him over the edge, but. It, it's it's I don't want to say crazy because that doesn't sound very um, cool, but it, it's just a strange. It's it's the whole thing was strange, man. The whole chasing him down and cameras not working and just everything, and then how they caught him and it's just a the strange. Cameras and radio. The radio is really the one thing. Now I'm like, all right, my nigga, what were y'all really doing? Well, did they get the call? They were like, hey, man, we're going to run a test, turn off the chatter. Like, I don't see why police officers would not have their radio on, mm-hmm. especially when Eric Adam put more cops in the subway and nobody responded. 
and this guy just slip out. This big fat heavy set dude let loose all Jason Wick like and got away. Nigga, no, this shit ain't. Come on. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just that good and he was able to pop a smoke grenade like Batman and get out of there. But I, I just find that very, very far fetched. Right. I think one of the other gripes was they were trying to figure out, they were saying like, well, how is it that he had, because he had a rap sheet pretty long, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, well, how is he able to get a gun? Well, um, I think, well, not my think, what they were saying on the news, and again, I'm just getting what I, what pieces I got from the story, but they were saying since he had only misdemeanors in his on his record, that really couldn't count against him getting a gun. So when the, the reason why he was able to get a gun is because with a rap sheet is because all he had was misdemeanors on his record. Right. I think this is going to be one of those times where they use a crisis to push it, an agenda. Uh, I said a couple of weeks ago that it feels like they're, they're trying to build a new crimes bill. And this right here is, is rocking the people to the core. Like the video clip I played or I had just now, they were talking about, as we're trying to get back to COVID, uh, back to normal since mm-hmm. COVID, they were basically saying COVID's over. We're returning to normal, and then normal happens to be shooting every week. Yeah, and so this is going to make the citizens of New York beg for something different. We 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 don't want people to keep getting killed. We need some action now, and so now it seems like they're just going to beg the governor for some kind of new crimes bill to. Lock up all these crazy criminals. Stop these guns from being out here. Well, it's mighty funny that it's just like, so it was Sacramento with their shooting. It was a mass shooting in Sacramento that happened. And I think then the Brooklyn one was the next one. And then I think Mm -hmm. two days later, uh, because when we was out, I was telling you, the next one was in South, it was was one in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So right now, um, it's not looking too hot. (laughs) Yeah, and it's all indiscriminate. I, but I also feel like, I don't know, man. This is very, I'm not going to say random, but right now this is what's the hot topic of the news because that seems to be the only thing that they can cover these days. That's the only thing I'm, I've been hearing about. I think it was another mass shooting somewhere else. Um, I don't have the the... The last one I know of that I read about was one in South Carolina, but apparently it was... I think it was one somewhere else too. So it's strange times, man. I don't know where this is going. Um, I don't know where this is going. To be honest, it's it's a it's. I think right now this is the focus in the media, um, very heavy because we're kind of moving away from the Ukraine war, and we're we're talking about what's going on in America and these bills getting signed and stuff like that. So right. I don't know, man. I don't know where this is going. I know I'm confused. Well, this is this is uh, we we have to be weary on where we're getting this information and our judgments based on this information because I don't know if you remember, but back during the the lockdown when you know the Michigan governor, there was that plot to kidnap her. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, those far right Trump supporters were all conspiring together to kidnap the governor because of the la- the, the lockdown laws and the, the mass guidance. Well, FBI tactics doomed case against men charged in the kidnapping plot of Michigan governor. 
distinguishing between fantasy and criminal conspiracy explained the embarrassing outcome of the federal trial in which jurors acquitted two alleged conspirators in a failed to reach a verdict on the other two. Long and short is that the guys who planned to kidnap the governor, the plan actually came from the FBI. They had informants working within the groups who came up with an idea of kidnapping the governor, used those people to follow through on the plan. A lot of the guys that were there was like, I don't think this is a good idea. One guy said, I think we're just going to kidnap her and leave her on, in the lake alive on a boat. But the people who had the material to do it, the people who planned the idea were all FBI informants. The FBI set these people up. Mm. And the jurors that was on the case sat there and said, we can't convict these people because they were coaxed into doing this. Hmm. This is another situation where the FBI is using their power to push an, a, a political agenda. And this is not cool. This is the kind of shit that I always talk about on the show. And it's just, it's plain, it's in our face. We can't trust what we're seeing. We can't trust the news. We you just got to be as safe as possible. But not saying that the everybody that was involved is innocent because some of these people had those ideals, but you got to wonder why our government wants to have situations like this to, to exist. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's to justify their budget. Other times it's, it's political motivation. Right now, it seemed like they were trying to do anything and everything to make Trump look bad to get him out of office. And Hey, I know it sounds like I'm one of those Trump supporters. I'm not. I'm just speaking the facts, facts, facts. So, that's all I got for this week. Well, I'm done too, man. So, uh, what else? Well, thank you guys for joining us for another wonderful episode of Governing Podcast. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you guys check us out on Instagram. And if you have anything you want to send to us, you can send us to send it to the email. That's government speak. G U B S P E A. Wait. Damn. G U B M I T S P E A K. That is government speak at gmail.com. Man, I need one of them kindergartens to give me some <laughs> margaritas. Need some of that, that, that's the juice. <laughs> that's the knowledge juice, man. It, it make you feel all woozy, but you'll learn those ABCs. That's it. And I'll learn the email. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace. She just kind of fucking with my money, but I meant everything I said, <laughs> and I'll say it again. BYK Radio.